0: It is hard to make authentic art when you are hiding who you are. Hey, I'm Josh and welcome to this episode of the Art of Being Queer podcast. Here's a snippet of what's to come.
1: War zone is actually about, I guess, it's it's a personal war zone. So it's about anything you've been through in your life, you know, whether it's to do with relationships or friendships or, you know, whether you've been brought up and you're queer and you're, you know, coming out or to do with religion and spirituality and all those sort of things, being able to heal through that turmoil and coming out the other end into your own glory and loving yourself for who you are and being able to express that the best way you can. With my outfit obviously like we, it went from just sort of being like almost like a grieving widow vibe through to the light. And he walks out in this like jumpsuit world just like, what? Like this is crazy. Give me that smoke thing and just attach it to his skate, lit it, lit it and just went nuts. And we're like, oh my God, the place is going to burn down. That was a very big breakthrough song for me because when I wrote it, I just was sitting there and I felt so wrecked and on my knees and going, what is there? And then I started writing my Project Benedict, which has been super powerful.
0: So now let's jump straight into it and meet the guest of today's episode. Hey, Benedict, would you like to give an introduction?
1: Hi, my name is Benedict, and I'm an original artist all the way from Melbourne, Australia.
0: Well, thank you for coming to speak with me, today. My so pleasure. So you've got a new single coming out on the 31st. And I do. it's called Warzone. Yes. So do you want to tell me a little bit about that one?
1: Yeah, so um, Warzone is actually about, I guess... It's, it's a personal war zone, so it's about anything you've been through in your life, you know, whether it's to do with relationships or friendships or, you know, whether you've been brought up and you're queer and you're, you know, coming out, or to do with religion and spirituality and all those sort of things, you know, just anything that anyone would experience in their lifetime, but just like that turmoil you feel within. Uh, and then the track is about, I guess, being able to heal through that turmoil and coming out the other end into your own glory and loving yourself for who you are and being able to express that the best way you can. So yeah. I'm
0: five and down like a building in suburban streets, no same but red. So the scars that left me collapsed, lungs in my chest, this grief has taken over. I must have listened to it a couple of hundred times since you sent me it.
1: Awesome. Thank you.
0: <laughs> I'm the type of person that if I hear something and I like it, I listen to it on repeat. <laughs> I
1: love it. I love it. That's that's very, very cool to hear. I hope it's, um, it's assisted with you in some way.
0: All right. So, shall we talk about the music video now?
1: Funnily enough, it came together very last minute. All done on an iPhone and <laughs> uh, filmed on an iPhone. You would never
0: but be able to tell.
1: I know, right? There's cheeky ways about that. But no, it's... um yeah the the crew's actually like some of my really close friends that were in it, and they're all really creative people and I directed it and came up with the concept and story and it's focused on uh, my friend Dylan who's in it and he's uh, expressing his turmoil with mental health and emotion and you know past memories and then there's characters in it that are kind of representing his like the torment inside of him, which you will definitely it's a little bit mad max. <laughs> and then um yeah it's just like again as what i mentioned earlier but like there's yes yeah, so there's um kind of that redemption part where he kind of like he's he's absolutely like chained and he feels completely shut down to everything he's been through. And then he just ends up in his glory, which is, like, you know, him on roller skates going crazy and looking amazing. And, yeah, and I feel like every single person that was part of that film clip was has their own war zone. Like, they all, prior to that, expressed really heavy things have been through and um, it was such a blessing to have them on board and go, wow, like, I was just in tears at the end of the day, being like, I'm surrounded by the most incredible souls that reflect everything this song. Um, was written to be, and you guys, like, represented it beautifully um, in a really creative and eclectic way. So, yeah, so I'm super stoked.
0: You looked absolute – well, everybody looked amazing in the music video. Thank you, yeah. Do do you want to talk a bit about the styling?
1: Yeah, we actually got um, styled by a really amazing crew in Collingwood, Melbourne, um, which is a suburb here, a very cool, funky uh, suburb, and Moose is the owner of that store, and it's called Vintage Garage. And she is an incredible collector of the most amazing vintage costumes. And, I mean, the wings of the angel were actually, uh, you know, vintage. They're vintage Victoria's Secret wings. Totally amazing. And we were just like, you know, so Val, who also works with Moose, he's an Italian stylist as well. So with all of her amazing costumes that she was uh, incredibly generous in, in sharing with us, which she's going to be continuing with artists they're going to be it's going to be available to artists as well to hire out and so on she yeah he was he was there and he's like oh my god queen oh my god i have the perfect thing for you and i'm like oh my god what are you talking about anyway he takes me out the back and there's these like literally two meter wings and i was like oh my god like are you speaking my language and it just it just turned out to be the most incredible <laughs> styling and the dresses that i wore were like i i wanted to wear victorian vintage dresses which he actually owned himself and wears which i love um and you know yeah so i was able to wear these dresses and they're from you know they're from the victorian times so it was like the energy in the space was just amazing because it was so like it's almost like the costumes took it over you know what i mean um it gives yeah. it more of
0: like an authentic feel, yeah. as well isn't it
1: so special. But, yeah, like, so the – and yeah, with my outfit, obviously, like, we – it went from just sort of being, like, almost like a grieving widow vibe through to the light, feeling like I'm completely – you know, enveloped in light uh, with a white outfit and it was just, yeah, like that dark to light kind of vibe. So, yeah, super fun, super great. Love dressing yeah. up.
0: <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> love the video. The video was great. Thank you. So there's a bit in the music video where there's like smoke coming out of the rollerblades. Was that dangerous to do? Uh,
1: we kind of had, um, you know, we had like some like water on re- ready to go, but we actually um, <laughs> we were like... It was just the flow of the day, and I was like, "I really want smoke to be coming off your skates, Dylan." And he was like, "Ah, uh, yes, I need to be extra." So <laughs> it ended up being amazing, and um, he is just a do it like do it dude. So we ended up like yeah, yeah. attaching it to his skate, and it's so funny because he'd been like half dressed all day, being this like you know sad boy, and then he came out in this and did, he did all the makeup. 'Cause he's a makeup artist as well. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, so... the makeup look
0: what about the diamantes? Like, yeah,
1: the, he did all the... that on me. Yeah. Like hours. Okay. That, that looked and... amazing. Thank you. Oh, I was like in love with it. I was like, wait, what? He was like, Oh my god, like we have to do this. And then he did his own <laughs> eyes and everything, and he walks out in this like jumpsuit and we're all just like, What? Like this is crazy. <laughs> and um obviously he's a professional roller skater. And uh, and then yeah. he was like, "Yeah, give me that smoke thing, and just attach it to his skate, lit it, lit it, and just went nuts." And we're like, "Oh my god, the place is going to burn down!" But um, yeah, the effect was like he's just—he was on fire. Like He was there, and he
0: was—it like, looked so good. Yeah, thank you. It was, it. You. If, it was if, so. If a building caught on fire. It'd still be worth it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> totally.
0: Um,
1: yeah. So no, we had to do everything. I'm. I love extra um, to get my point across. But yeah, for me. Uh, you know, just the crew and the vibe and the energy and how everything came together and the teams involved were just absolutely superb. So I couldn't be happier. Yeah.
0: Well, it looked so, so good. Should we talk about the previous single now, O Fool?
1: Yeah. So um, O Fool, I did, Uh, gosh, I did end of last year, actually. Um, And then when COVID hit, you know, obviously I wasn't able to sort of, we just were unsure of what to release and what not to release. Um, But Oh, uh, Fool. I wrote, it was one of the first songs I wrote for this pro- um, project. And it was for me about it. was a, It's a song about a friend of mine who kind of just, a friendship that turned sour. And I lost a very good friend of mine. And it, it, you know, in his just own personal world, being in his own sort of ego and all these sort of things. And it broke my heart. And I think it was, a, it's about like going, hey, like, what, again, what are you doing? Like, you're this beautiful soul. And, You know, you're kind of like you're lost in this I don't even know who you are anymore kind of vibe. And, um, yeah, it's it's the song is about rising up over being like from, again, it kind of reflects similar to Warzone but a slower version, you know. It's got that experience of narcissism and gaslighting and all those sort of things that we've gone through. And I guess it's a follow-on, you know, to Warzone. Um, But, yeah, just being able to, like, go this isn't for me anymore in my life. I'm you know, I'm worthy of love and I'm worthy to be to be present to that and, and have people that treat me with respect and love. So um, that was a very big breakthrough song for me because when I wrote it, I just was sitting there and I felt so wrecked. And, you know, as I mentioned to you in, in messages, you know, I was a prison officer for a few years and this all happened at the same time. Um, and I was super exhausted after leaving that work. And um, it was just about sitting there being just absolutely wrecked on my knees and going, what is there? And then I started writing my Project Benedict, which has been super powerful. I'm coming back. Be humble in yourself. Oh fool, you think that the sun shines just on you. You think that your like skin do come through the fake ways that you prove. Pulled out my insides so much, tight inside out. Find this new skin suits me.
0: People so fool. how did you forget what it's like to be humble in oh, fool. You think that the just on you. You think that
1: skin the film clip as well i don't know oh, yeah. if you're going to watch that but like oh yeah oh yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> i was going to ask about that, that
1: one. <laughs> so yeah so the film clip for me is about um It was about, you know, again, rising to glory. Um, I'm all about that. I think that, you know, life tears us down and people can tear us down and, you know, physically, emotionally, spiritually and even mentally. And I think that it's so important to just see your worth. And so my friend Jean-Paul, she's an incredible transgender woman and um, she is Haitian um, as well and she – Haitian-American and – yeah, she. I happened to catch her in the time she was in Australia. She's now living in Taiwan. And, yeah, she performs the piece. And for me, that was super important um, to show her off. Her dancing is incredible. She's a professional dancer. Um, and, you know, she starts off like it's, it's, it's like a voodoo story. So she starts off on like as a rainbow serpent on the earth and she moves up to the eagle so she rises up in her sort of this animal way and it's like it's just so beautiful and i guess for me i was barely in it on purpose because i really wanted to for her to tell the story through her dance and yeah. and she did and it was incredible and i think you know the emotion um through her movement i mean no one dances like that and that's totally her spirituality and you know, her gift. And I was really blessed to experience that. I mean, I hope to work with her again soon if she ever comes back to Australia. So, yeah, super awesome. You guys need to watch out for her.
0: I feel like the music video as well, it's kind of like an art performance in itself. Absolutely. So do you want to tell me a little bit about how you first ever got into music?
1: Yeah, so my mum is my absolute inspiration. Uh, She was brought up in a really musical family and I was very blessed to be nurtured in that. So... Uh, I have a mother who is an incredible singer herself and, um, you know, all of my cousins and my aunties have got a very big, good old Irish Catholic family. Um, But, uh, you know, we'd all be jamming out and playing music for, you know, growing up. And, yeah, when I was like five years old, you know, my mum's like, here's a guitar. Uh, And I was like, oh, I want to play it. I play the guitar, play the guitar. And, you know, I grew up with all the greats and, you know, she taught me what music truly was and, and encouraged me to write. And so I wrote, I think I wrote my first song about rainbows, which is like so <laughs> aligned to me. Um, no, but, <laughs> but yeah. So, and then she's like, that's wonderful, darling. Go and write another one. And I was like, amazing. Um, and I did. And, and, you know, that just that constant love and support, like, you know, got me to this point um, and I was gigging from the age of 15 as well. So, um, you know, my parents had me out there just like, if you want to do a show, do a show and just encourage me. And, I, you know, that that was a, a really big thing for me. So, yeah.
0: So you've Good. been doing it for quite a while? and I've been doing have? it
1: for a long time. I'm not even going to say my age. But no, um, yeah, I'm <laughs> like, I'm older. No, I've been gigging for about 20 years. I'm 36 now. So, yeah, I've been working really hard at the music and it's just totally ingrained in me. So it's something that I'm just you know, obviously would never give up and and I'm constantly pursuing because I do see it as something that is a gift where I can share, you know, to help others um, is my main thing behind it. You know, I think I've had gigs where I've played to like 20 people in a room, I've had gigs where I've played to thousands, you know, or 300 or whatever and it's, you know, that one person that comes up to you and says, hey, thank you so much, like that one song you performed, like it, it, you know, I I didn't want to leave last week and that just like gave me a whole perspective. Like that to me is why I keep going. That's like the whole purpose. You know, I want the music to reflect like um, light for people. And I think that's so important, especially in today and now uh, with the way communities are happening and the suffering that's happening. And, um, you know, I think that's a a really big drive of mine. So um, yeah, yeah, big mission heart from my end.
0: You can relate to it, but it's kind of pushing you to keep going at the same time. Yeah, oh, Well, awesome. that's how I feel, anyway.
1: Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm super glad that that's, uh, that's the uh, effect and experience you have. That's great.
0: So did you work with the same producer on both tracks?
1: Yes, yes. So the producer, so I actually um, was the main producer on o4 and it was then I got additional production from Dean Tuzer, who is an incredible A-list producer here, and being a very, very busy man, I was able to be like, please help me just sort of, do this and do that for a and he's like okay i've got like this much time and i was like amazing so <laughs> he really helped direct me in that way and then yeah i just love working with dean he's incredible you know he's worked with everyone from he spent eight years in new york actually uh, working under david Kahn, who looks after beyonce and a whole lot of amazing artists and he is just a unique human like he's uh, musically trained he's just his brain is, like, out of control. So sitting in the room with him is just, oh, just mind-blowing. And, um, yeah, I, I'm, I happen to be really lucky to have such a great connection with Dean and his talent just, like, we just align. And so when we did Warzone, oh, my God, I actually, it was a lot slower. So, you know, this love is a Warzone, baby. And, like, had the that kind of vibe. And Dean's yeah. like, no, no we're going to make this a dance track and i'm like yeah what no dean like no i don't do that like no no i don't do that because i've come from like you know folky music and and oh he was such a step out of my comfort zone he's like no trust me trust me come on Lex, come on just trust me man and i'm like oh <laughs> and um he got me sitting down at a roll in 808 which is actually what michael jackson used to use for all of his beats in the 80s and he got me to like punch in sort of beats and stuff that I wanted to use and then he compiled them all together and I was like holy shit this is sick Um, obviously because I love you know Prince and MJ and I grew up with Madonna and all these cool you know so for me I was just like yes um and yeah and then he just he's like crafts and he's like you know it's like it's like giving birth like he's just so awesome and he's just like creating and doing all this stuff And, um, yeah, I'm really lucky because I've just found my person when it comes to working with a producer and I adore him and, you know, he's just, you know, he's amazing. I mean, yeah. So all the other stuff he works on you probably know from the Rubens to like uh, Australian artists like Stella Donnelly and, I mean, so many more. Like I I could list, you know, allies and a few others that are really well-known in Melbourne. But he's worked with some really big artists internationally and, he just continues to grow and I think he's just going to blow, like absolutely blow. He's just brilliant. So, yeah, super excited.
0: Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Do you want to tell people where they can find you now?
1: You can find Benedict on most social media. Obviously, Instagram, uh, Facebook is uh, Benedict Music Official. Website is benedictofficial.com. And we've also got uh, I've also got Twitter, which is Benedict underscore Muse or M U S i'm not famous enough to get benedict music officials so had to go with the lower part no but um not yeah yet. not yet <laughs> not yet baby not yet um but yeah so that's all that's all going to be that's all available and obviously obviously there's our pre-saved links for the track as well so jump on it because we um i'd love your support and um yeah definitely definitely excited about it
0: so that takes us to the end of another episode of the art of being queer podcast I'd like to thank Benedict for being such an amazing guest. I'd like to thank our patrons, Damo Damie, Alpha Wings, Laura Rodham, and Adam Heller. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head over to patreon.com forward slash queer. Thank you to Queen Toast for creating the instrumentals used in the background of this podcast. And thank you for listening. See you next time.